This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys? Cowboy Nation, what a beautiful Monday morning. I'll tell you what, folks, uh, couldn't ask for a better Sunday game than uh, if you're a Cowboy fan, that is, in 40 to 7 win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, you know what? Unfortunately, I do not have Steve-O with us, and I don't have Rodney. Uh, both couldn't make it today, but you know what? I got Barry, who's going to be chiming in, and uh, we, we might have Travis, or we may not have Travis, and we got Colleen coming on. All fans' perspective, my friends, and I'll tell you what, what a great day to be a Cowboy fan the day after something like that, a 40-7 to win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll tell you what, uh, yes, sir, 40-7, to and i tell you what, folks, uh, our defense looked damn good, our offense line looked good, our QB looked good, our wideouts looked good, our running back looked good, and a hell of a kicker we got kicked for. I think he got four out of four here on the field goals. Damn. Everything went as planned, my friends. And I tell you what, Connor McGregor, he may be our secret weapon here. How about that? I mean, he gave us a little uh, prep up, you know, got us all readied up for this big game, and boom, our Cowboys just took over. Connor McGregor, a Cowboy fan. How about that? It was. Uh, it was a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Let's go over some of the stats here. Dak Prescott rushed for personal best 82 yards in the game. Second highest total by a quarterback in uh, Cowboy history behind Roger the Dodger Staubach that ran for 90 yards in 1971. The Cowboys finished the game with 72 offensive plays. 72 offensive plays run. The first time since they did that in 70, 70 marked the spot in October 30th of 2016. So we got 72 in this game. Dallas is now 3-0 and at home this season, marking the first time since uh, AT&T Stadium opened up in 2009 that the team has won three in a row, the first three home games. How about that? I mean, these are nice stats to have here, my friends. Uh, Cole Beasley, 101-yard effort marked the first time a Cowboy wide receiver has eclipsed the century mark since Terrence Williams totaled 141 yards on November 5th of last season. So it's good to see Beasley getting involved here. This is the wideouts that we need to get involved, and we've been saying it all along that Cole Beasley needs to get involved, and he sure did, 101 yards. The Cowboys offense scored the first four drives of the game. That's big. 
That's big. That's old-time Cowboy football right there. Uh, the Cowboys defense limited Blake Bortles to 149 yards passing yards there. The fewest yards this season and the fewest allowed since holding Russell Wilson to 93 yards against Seattle on December 24, 2017. My friends, our Cowboys came out to play. And you know what? I, I, I do have mixed emotions about Dak running the ball that much. It kind of looks like uh, it's a college atmosphere, a college type of offense. But you know what? It's something that's working right now, and it's going to spread the defense out. And maybe, just maybe, down the line, too, Dak can start hitting these wideouts on a regular basis as well. Now, I know he's missed, he missed a couple passes uh, yesterday that looked like they were open. I mean, Zeke. When he cut to that uh, end zone right there while Dak was moving around, he was wide open. But you know what? I'm not going to do that this episode. You know, I'm not going to whine and bitch about Dak uh, and how he played and all. I thought he played great. I thought our offensive line played great. Collins looked damn good on the tackle. I, I'm telling you right now, folks, he he has really matured out at – as a tackle, I mean, the guy's been a guard all his life, and now we've got him at tackle situation, and he's adapted well. I mean, he's showing a lot of spunk right there. God bless. I, I love our offensive line. I Every week, someone's stepping up. Last week, I thought Looney played a great game. Now I'm seeing uh, Collins on the outside tackle look damn good, too. The entire offensive line just uh, kept everyone out, gave Dak some time. One thing about it, when Dak scrambles, that's when you start getting nervous. The ball uh, popped out of his hand there, came right back to him. I don't know how the hell that happened, but it did, and it all worked out. So I, I really think that uh, all in all, the Cowboys played a great – I'm going to give this a grade of a – I'm going to say an A-. minus. A-. minus. Uh, why the hell an A-? minus? Give my A. Solid A here, my friends. That's what we're going to do. I mean, from special teams to our defense to our offense to our QB, I, I tell you what, I couldn't have asked for anything better. 40-7 to seven on an elite defense. On a defense that probably did not respect our wideouts. Probably uh, didn't care to see uh, our wideouts running their route because they thought they were going to be on us like glue. Didn't happen. I tell you what, folks, I hope this is the new chemistry for our Dallas Cowboys. I hope we just woke up and said, you know what, this is the way we're going to be. Anyway, I think we got Barry. We got Barry Gibson on the line right now. Can, can we get Barry on there? Hey, Barry, how the hell are you, babe? Hey, what's going on, John? How are we doing on this Victory Monday? Oh, man, I'm still so damn pumped up, Barry. I tell you what, man, what a beautiful day it was. Man, who are you telling? It's just like the exact opposite. One thing I have learned about this season already is to expect the unexpected because if we think we know, we have no idea. How about Conor McGregor before the game pumping our boys up there too, boy? That had to be that you had to love that if you're a cowboy right there in that huddle. Yeah, but you know Connor's over there rubbernecking with Jerry. He's trying to get an octagon down there in midfield. He wants to get a MM or the UFC fight going. So you know he's on business there. But it did pump up the boys. It gave it a little bit of flavor. But it's Jerry's world. You know everybody's going to be there. Of course, of course, of course, Barry. But I'll tell you what, it was still good to see our Cowboys were pumped up. They were doing that strut. Every time they did something good, boy, those uh, Cowboys just did that Conor McGregor strut and 
I tell you what, man, it was a beautiful day to watch, and we dissected a defense that's top notch. No, no fluke here. Yeah, I tell you, there's nothing like having a fire under your seat when you know you got to do something because the definition of an insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over. And I think they fully gave the keys to Dak and just said, "Go get it." And even a lot of the misplays they capitalized on. So. We've seen a much more aggressive Cowboys play calling. We saw the, the, the great defense of the hot boys that's, uh, you know, they, they put it down on the top-ranked Jags defense, at least so they thought they were. So bad so that they interviewed Jalen Ramsey after the fact, and he was speechless. He actually, quote-unquote, and excuse me for my language, he said, we got our ass whooped. Nice, nice. I'll tell you what, man, our linebackers played a hell of a game, too. We had uh, – uh, uh, Esh, uh, the Esh kid had 11 tackles. We had Jalen Smith with nine. Our linebacking crew, man, it's, it's no slouch at all. Wow. Is Sean Lee even playing? <laughs> You're wondering that, aren't I, I think when Sean <laughs> Lee comes back, you remember the old flex defense that we used to have back in the yeah. maybe the late 80s, or early 90s before Jimmy J. But how can you sit one of these linebackers out? It's almost like you have to have all three of them in there. Hey, these kids are hungry, and I'll tell you what, that's no knock on Sean Lee because, you know, the knock has always been when Sean Lee goes out, our defense is crippled. Right. But, man, oh, man, oh, man, I tell you, Chris Richard and Rod Marinelli have got them boys blazing right now, and they are hungry, just getting after it. Leighton Vander, I'm going to tell you what, he is a big cat. He covers a lot of space, and it's mm. evident be- between the dynamic duo between him and Jalen. And Jalen is coming on strong. And, boy, what an investment that was that paid off from leadership and Jerry drafting him a year or, or, or was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, man, he has turned out to be just an absolute gem and is bringing that defense along. We got Malik Collins back. Boy, didn't that line just look a little bit different on the defensive side? They were just getting after it even more so. I tell you what, with David Irving in there, too, there was a lot of pressure, and that pocket get – Kept getting smaller and smaller. It's good to see Irving back in the mix again as well. Him and Gregory. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're you're talking about a couple guys there that weren't there two, three weeks back, you know? And now, now man, you're we seeing got a, a monster full, squad. Oh, Jesus. That defensive line here. I mean, I I just read this off. It was Bortles. Bortles had only 149 yards passing yards, the fewest yards allowed this season. I mean, that, that, since yeah, big, Russell Wilson, 93 yards in 2017. Well, that's because, them, them, you know, the front seven is getting up, you know, putting that pressure on them. And, you know, I'm not really X's and O's guys. That's why I follow, you know, folks like West Coast Cowboy and JoJo's Replay and Mark Holmes. You know, that's kind of where I follow my Cowboys fan base media personalities to get the transparent, real information, not from these talking heads that seem to always have a slant or a narrative against our boys, but – I'll tell you what, um, it, it, it's a beautiful sight to see that everything is coming together. And I'll tell you, again, big shout-out to Chris Richard. He is absolutely giving this new budding defense an identity. Not to take anything away from Rod Marinelli, but he's actually out, went out there on record and said that basically Chris Richard is running the defense. Oh, and by the way, he's the quarterback coach. Is he really? Passing game coach. Yeah, Chris Richard's got that title on him there too, but he's more so the defensive guy. But, man, Dak, I'll tell you what, it's – you know, if we could have that team show up consistently every week, oh, we're talking championship. I mean, that they played like a championship team yesterday when even Vegas had them favored at home. With You know, in Dallas, they had Jacksonville favored by three. So, you know, Dallas could come out there and do that week in and week out. I think the whole pressure of, you know, the coaching and the play calling and all that will go away because, 
like my boy West Coast Cowboy always says, great quarterback play covers a multitude of sins from the book of Tom Landry. Wow. Wow. And now you know what? With this Richard, he makes these DBs accountable for what they're doing out there. I mean, a week ago, I seen him just throw the book down, throw, throw the whole pad thing down and say, you know what? You're responsible for that. And it, it's like he gets in their face, and that's what we needed back there. We needed a guy that gets in these guys' face. You know what? We're, we don't want to hear they're young anymore. This is their second, third, fourth year now. They have to adapt to it. They have to make plays happen. No more I'm. he's a young kid, let it go, or whatever. These guys are now playing like veterans, like they're supposed to. A week ago, you know, they're learning. They're learning, and uh, last week – they got burned a couple times, and I was all over them because, you know what, you can't have that. And now it seems like they gelled a little bit around this week. They, they got things going. I, I'm telling you, Barry, it's looking damn good out there now. Yeah, and then the, the big question is, you know, we won our home games this season, rightfully so, but we can't win on the road. And now we got to go out to FedEx Field in Washington this week. And, you know, we can get a stamp and get a win and take the division back because we're playing for the division in NFC East right now. Uh, the way everything is stacked up, I believe uh, Washington is one, we're two, I think we're tied, and, and it's Philly and in New York. So we go in there, we get a win on the road. That's going to just compound this this uh, this momentum, build some more synergy. So they've got to prepare this week. You know, th- this is always a smash-mouth game. Washington always brings it. You got Josh Norman talking junk. He just beat his former team with New- North Carolina, uh, with the Carolina Panthers this past week. I was just watching him interview this morning. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be trying to bring it and, and, and capitalize off of that. But – you know, big shout out to the secondary and, and Byron Jones and those guys, you know, holding it down and Jeff Heath, you know, getting that pick and, 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 and taking that back. But, you know, those guys are starting to step it up, too. And it's, it's, it's quite funny because earlier this week, you know, we heard Cole Beasley come out in the media and say, hey, you know, you know, we're right there. You know, we've just you know, it, it, this thing, we just got to figure it out. You know what I mean? And going back to my statement that, you know, you got to expect the unexpected. We fans demand so much from our team that every time they go out there, especially Cowboys, because there's such thing as a Cowboys privilege that everybody would like to say on social media, that Cowboys privilege of winning and the dynasty and the 90s and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, winning is just, uh, you know, first and foremost. We don't settle for mediocrity. But exactly. um, Cole Beasley came out there and said, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're that close. And even Dak came out there and said, hey, you know, th- you know, settle down. We're right there. And they came out and it translated. And so, you know, there's been a lot of conspiracy saying, oh, Dallas threw the last game and all this other mess. But, you know, we're not trying to hear it. Everybody just wants to be heard. I even wrote a piece, um, you know, that, 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 that was pretty inflammatory toward Jason Garrett this week. And Jerry Jones, I kind of tried to appeal to their, um, their, their liking in, in, in terms of leadership and saying, hey, look, you know, we got to get this thing together because I'm tired of hearing the Dak, Tony Romo arguments and all this, that, and the other. Man, these players need that leadership. And if they could get coached, and they can leadership have them execute week in and week out like we did this last weekend, we're going far this season. I especially like – I didn't see Heath. I've been a big critic of Heath. At the middle linebacker where they got him outside linebacker position a couple times in, in the last game, and I did not like him there, and he does not fill those holes like he – I mean, he's not, he's a he's a safety. He's a safety, and when they play him up front, he doesn't adapt well, and you see him get – uh, juked out all the time. I mean, he doesn't fill the hole like he's – in any case, they had him back to yeah. safety, and he played like he's supposed to play. He's not – Isn't he's that funny how it works? To, I yeah. mean, didn't we draft Byron Jones and then move him from a corner to a safety, and look at what happened when we move him back to the corner. The guy's a number – almost I think 
at one point he was ranked number one in the league from, you know, pro football. Um, what is it? PFF said that, uh, you know, he was ranked number one at some point, I think two weeks ago. I mean, that guy's playing lights out. We moved him around. So that's the leadership piece that I'm talking about. You've got to know the strength of your players. You've got to maximize that. And that's, you know, why I was comparing Jason Garrett's leadership style of coaching to Sean McVay's and, you know, the, you know, the NFL youth movement in terms of coaches that are coming in and more younger. We've seen more scoring this year than we have ever seen in the history of the league. All the fans are happy. Everybody playing fantasy football is happy. And so, you know, the NFL is keeping their lights on as a result. But, you know, leadership has got to get out there and execute it. Like, I have no problem personally with Jason Garrett. I just think that his tenure was up and it's still suspect because they've got to go out and win on the road this week. So right. kudos, you protected home court this week. Y'all did a banged-up job. You knocked out one of the, the top, if not the top defense, I'm not sure, uh, in the league, I believe they were. And, you know, you, heard, you, you hang a 40-burger on them, and we still missed opportunities, and we only held them to seven points. So, you know, the, the, the oh. proof is going to be in the pudding. Can we go on the road this week to FedEx Field and put up the similar, if not the same type of, uh, you know, effort and, and get the same result? And you know what? Even even that uh, theory of the ball bouncing in your, back to you, that happened with uh, Dak right there. The ball did bounce right back in his hand when he dropped the ball. I'm telling you, it was home field advantage. But now i got to ask you this, though, uh, Barry. We are running into a situation where I don't know what type of quarterback that we, we're going to face with Alex Smith. Is he going to be the type that likes to run, or is he going to be the one that sits in the pocket? We are damn good with quarterbacks that like to stay in the pocket and just uh, wait there till the last second. We are not good with quarterbacks that get out of the pocket and are dangerous uh, running or passing out of the pocket. You, you agree on that? You know, like I said, I'm not a big exes and those guys. It makes sense. So I think if that's the case and, you know, our, our staff and, and leadership know that, they should prepare a game plan for our team to go in there um, with that, with those X's and O's. I'm anxious to see, like, what West Coast will say this week in terms of preparation once a Washington is on the clock. So, um, you know, not being an X's and O's guys, it makes sense. But nevertheless, it doesn't matter which quarterback shows up out there. I think that defense is going to get after it. I think this is – this game has, has really got the momentum going for them, and they're really feeling Did you see that picture that they took afterward in the end zone where they were all there huddled up? And it, it, I tell you, I follow all the players on Instagram, and I tell you, every player took that picture that's on the defensive side of the ball and posted it on their Instagram. So what does that tell you? Unity. Unity. You know Unified. what I mean? Unified. They've got unity going. They've got synergy going. They're hot right now. It's the hot boys. I told you about it a couple episodes ago. Remember that, Jono? I sure did. They're coming. It. They're going into FedEx Field. They're going into the nation's capital. We're going to see what kind of uh, game that they put up this next week. I'm excited. Now, uh, is uh, Sean Lee going to come back this week? That I, mean, I don't know. I know that he was. Yeah. Hamstring, you know, last two, three weeks. And I don't know if he'll be ready to go for the Red, Redskin game. But definitely, you know, the Redskins, uh, they, like to, they like to move the chains uh by just a smash mouth type, and he would be ideal as one of the linebackers if we get him back. I think our linebacking crew, like I said, has been outstanding. This uh, this Leighton Vander Esch kid, I tell you what. By the way, by the hey, way, how about, Barry, the, how about the Boise State pipeline? Huh? I think we got about three defensive oh. players out of that school. Man, tell you what, big ups to, to finding and striking gold there multiple times. But let me just take you back to the beginning of uh, offseason when Adrian Peterson signed – with the Washington Redskins. You know, you had Tank Lawrence actually went and commented on Adrian Peterson's uh, Instagram and says, yeah, we'll be ready for you. 
So they've already been – they circled this game. They know it's a division game. They know it's Adrian Peterson. You know, I don't think they're in a rush to get Sean Lee back, to tell you the truth. We, quite frankly, after this weekend, we don't – I mean, I'm not going right. to say we don't need him no, no, you're out right. there. But, you know, they're not going to be in a hurry. So I think they're going to take their time with that because they're giving opportunities to these younger kids, uh, younger guys on the team that are, that are maximizing their mm. opportunities. And so you got to play with house money. you got to parlay it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Gradually bring him in or have a mentor and coach those guys on the side of the field until he's fully healthy and then bring him back and enter, you know, interject him back into the game plan and see what we can do. Right. I, I mean, with Sean Lee, too, that hamstring, give him ample time now. We don't have to rush Sean Lee back. You know, let, let yeah, him yeah. really recover that hamstring and then come back. Because Sean Lee, I think, is very productive when you have those tight ends that go for five, six-yard passes. Now, with Leighton uh, Van Der Esch, He's, he's having a little harder time uh, guarding the tight ends that are going out in, inside the middle and uh, running towards the uh, sides. I mean, he's he's giving – there's a five-yard separation almost on that. But when Sean Lee comes back healthy, I think uh, those type of situations, they're going to be ideal for Sean Lee to get back in the ballgame. But, yeah, man, it's, it's really gratifying to know that we beat a team 40-7 to and it didn't get – it wasn't a dramatical game or anything like that. We got we got the job done by second second quarter. You seen what what was going to happen, transpire in front of our well, eyes. Yeah, well, any game we can get the backup quarterback Cooper Russ in there to get some some snaps at the end of the game. You know, evidently the starters have done their job. So it was great that they came out, and it wasn't typical Cowboys football playing from behind trying to come and get the win. They came out. Dak had the keys to the car right off the bat and just punched it, and it was no looking back. You know, and, and the defense just held their part, and they put the offense in some great opportunities to score. And that's the biggest thing is normally we get in the red zone and we settle for field goals. And big shout-out oh, to no. uh, that mayor kid. You know, a oh, lot of folks God give grief, him. you know, to, to the leadership on letting Dan Bailey go, who was an aging product that had, you know, uh, limited shelf life, was coming off an injury and was missing field goals. And, you know, that was a great move on the leadership part there. So I'm not, uh, I'm not too – uh, you know, where I'm going to just, just blast these guys all the time. I'm going to give them credit where credit is due, but I'm going to look at, you know, the, the things that the coaching staff is doing is I'm just tired of hearing the player talk. Oh, it's this player, it's that player, it's this player. No, it's the leadership. And then quite frankly, this weekend was, uh, you know, an opportunity for us to see how leadership, once they execute it and get it right, what we're truly capable of. So I mean, he we'll see drilled. what we got when we go on the road this week. He was four for four, and his longest was a 55-yarder. That I he drilled right through the upright that could have went about sixty, no kidding. Yeah, so I mean we're hitting on all cylinders. Defense, you know, I think special teams is we're only thing where we haven't seen any explosive yet, uh, but I think that'll come along too as well. But the defense is holding um, uh, the opposing team's offense and it's putting our offense in, in good opportunities uh, to score. And then Dak and the offense is capitalizing. And how about that Dak? Beasley connection, boy, that's something mm. that we've missed, and I hope we get to see a little bit more of that. I play fantasy football, and, man, I was so upset that, you know, I had benched both Dak and Beasley yesterday, and they blew my bench up, and I lost as a result. And I said, see, dummy, you got to stay loyal. Well, guess what? <laughs> I, I, I don't want people to know about this, but they are now. But Jacksonville was my defense. I had them before, when the season started, and I could give a rat's ass how they were doing. I, I, I wanted Cowboys to blow them up. I didn't care. In any case, uh, we did, and I'm I'm thrilled, man. How about my guy that I've always praised? I, I I was hoping he'd get a shot, and he's getting the ball much more now. As that's Rico gathers a couple big uh, mm -hmm. catches there, and and it takes a takes a couple of them to bring that b big man down. 
Yeah, you know, gathers. You know, we he played basketball at the. You know, he's been. You know, Mary. Where is it? Uh, Baylor there, just Baylor. south of Dallas. So he's been a project. You know, from rebounds to touchdowns, that's been his kind of his calling card. And I think his IQ, once it gets up to speed, we'll see a lot more of Rico. But the knock was on his blocking early. But uh, you know, we've got a you know mix and match of those tight ends. Uh, it's a luxury to have a few tight ends that you can go in there and, and run some different sets with. Whereas we used to have Jason, and you know, big shout out to Old Reliable. He was just that. He was the dude. But, you know, to, to come, those are big shoes to come in and fill in. And, you know, they've, they've been utilizing. I'm happy to see Rico out on the field. Now, obviously, he's, his stock has grown a little bit um, over, over the last few weeks. And um, I think he's going to be a valuable asset in terms of red zone targeting um, over the next few weeks as we get deep into the season. And, uh, man, Dak's just got to put it on the numbers. How's your site coming along, Barry? Oh, man, it's great. Uh, actually, just uh, released a story yesterday. I don't know if everybody's been paying attention. I'm on the West Coast, but on the East Coast, they've been being riddled by those hurricanes, and we had a couple of our admins that were actually affected by that. So uh, we put up an article there on how we can try to help those folks in their time of need. Uh, both Jesse and uh, both Bob are great admins of mine in that group. At Official America's team on Facebook, we're over 12,000 fans. Um, if you don't uh, have a good home to come to and, and, and get informed and, and get some great content, come join our group. Um, and check us out on Instagram at Official America's Team. Um, it's coming along. I'll tell you what, I got, I got a big story in the works this week. So if you want to know who Zeke's barber is, pay attention. I'll be interviewing him this week, and we're going to get an inside story and get that out so folks can know who Zeke's barber is and what type of stuff goes on behind the scenes with that. You know what? That That's beautiful, man. That that's I'll tell you what. This is what we ought to do. You got your site, and I love your site, and uh, we got our site, Cowboys Podcast. We got – nearly 17,000 there. What we ought to do, we ought to combine both. And I have a Leighton Vander Esch jersey that's signed. And what we ought to do is we ought to give it away. Somehow you and me ought to get together and uh, find a way that we could include both groups. And you know what? That will help both sides too. They'll, they'll get your, to your site and we'll get to our site too. A lot of numbers will be moved around there. And we ought to see what kind of contest we could have to get this Leighton Vander Esch jersey to someone that's signed by the way folks how about that man that's that's absolutely outstanding i'm happy to hear that and definitely we can talk offline and get something together so if you're listening hey get ready yeah yeah definitely well thank you so much barry and god bless man uh it was good talking to you and that's what it's all about man it, i'll tell you when we win there's no substitute i had a silly goofy grin on my face the entire day to my my <laughs> wife was complaining about this and that i i i, I didn't even care yeah, she was nowhere. I mean, she's looking right at me, and I, I, I care less what she's saying. It was a beautiful day, beautiful night. Yeah, it is. All Victory right. Three Mondays, you gotta love them. But oh. true test is gonna be: can we get on the road and win this week? So I'll be happy to join you back next week. Oh, and uh, let's recap it and let's just talk about some more Cowboys on the Cowboys podcast. John, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, you got it, Barry. I'll see you next time, buddy. And uh, again, we got a message. We got to call each other and find out how we can get this uh, Leighton Vander. S jersey out, man. I'd love to give it to definitely. one of our listeners. Definitely, definitely. Early this week, we'll get it done. All right, brother. Take care. All right, John. Bye. Bye. All right, folks. That was uh, Barry Gibson, and he's got his own site there. It's uh, Official America's Team site. And I tell you what, man, Barry does a great job with a lot of hard work, and I'd love to get those two, uh, his site and my site together, and maybe we could give out this jersey. To a lucky fan out there. How about that? A Leighton Vander Esch jersey. I got it. I got it. It's signed, ready to go to someone. Again, I don't want to deal with uh, another country, though. Uh, and that that's no knock to 
to my Mexican friends out there that uh, one of them won last year, and I don't know where the hell the jersey went. We sent it out. The poor gal didn't get it, and uh, it's cr- when it crosses the border, I don't know what happens to these jerseys. So, in any case, we have a Vander Esch jersey out there, and uh, it's going to be uh, someone's uh, before the end of the year here. We'd love to uh, send it out. Anyway, that's what we have. And you know what? I think we're going to get Colleen Case. Colleen Case is going to get on the show uh, now, and uh, we'll talk to her. Another big fan base here. I'd like to talk to her as well. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, Colleen. This is Jono. And uh, you know what? Uh, we just uh, we just did a half show here with uh, Barry Gibson. And uh, I said, you know what? It's time to get back with Colleen Case and see how the hell she's doing and what she thought of the big <laughs> game yesterday. I thought it was a great game. You sure did. Uh, tell us uh Tell us when you knew that this was ours. I mean, obviously, when the score kept getting bigger and bigger, but there was a time, like, in the second quarter, I thought we had pulled away. How about you? Um, I pretty much thought we finished them off in the second quarter, but definitely in the third quarter, at the start of the third quarter, I was like, they're done. They're not coming back from this. <laughs> Colleen, what I mean, impressed me? What impressed you about about our boys last night? What impressed me the most was the fact that they were letting Dak do more of what Dak does best. I agree. Do you think that was from the coaching or his sense of, you know what, it's time to run? Um, it was a combination of the coaching um, and his timing. Because they let, they did a little different approach um, because they did more of the the zone defense. I mean, the zone offense, zone defense, where it allowed him to take a step up in the pocket, take a look at what was going on and make the decision to either give it to, Zeke and let him run for it or keep it and run for it. That one play by Dak, it, it seemed like the walls had come in and he's re- he, he looked like he was just going to go down for a sack. And then he just did this turnaround. And next thing you know, the guy's off to the off the sideline there. He, he put up 20, 30 yards on that run alone. It, it was amazing to see how Dak transformed himself to a good runner. He, I think he had over 80 yards. He had over 80 yards rushing, and uh, we haven't seen that out of Dak. And someone lit a fire under under his shoes that day because I'll tell you what, we haven't seen that type of Dak in a long time since I think year one. But he was doing that over and over again. There were there was more than one instance I thought, oh my gosh, he's stepping up into the pocket and the pocket is closing what is he doing but in each of those cases he was looking to their free man to see was the free man eyes on zeke or was the free man eyes on him the free man headed for zeke that's when he pulled the ball back in and went the other way didn't turn and give it didn't give it to Zeke. Zeke was there and the plan was to give it to him. Yeah, but, but it, he 
But most of the time, though, when he took off, it, it seemed like he had already thought about, let, let's we got the green light here, let's make this happen. Now, I, I'm just wondering, though, was this from the from the coaching staff or you know what? He just said time time is now to get this uh, defense separated because I tell you what, uh, Zeke's been taking a lot of beating when the defense is mm-hmm. up like that. And now what Dak is doing, he's pushing that defense back a little bit, making them respect Dak running, Dak passing, which allows Zeke then to do what he's good at. And it it, it all formulated a nice win. It did, but I I still think it was a combination of the two. Of course, um, yeah. It was nothing that was discussed, and um, to give him that that option, and basically, I mean, what they were doing normally, it's eleven defense players against ten offensive players. I mean, all the players are out there, but right there on the line, and he was making by him popping his head up and looking to see where that free man was. He was making 11, 11. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Does that, does yeah. that make sense? Oh, to I, you I, that I, what, what I'm saying he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cal- when he was going forward, if you watched him look over the top of, of the players and then back out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, how's your gals uh, in the, on that site feeling about the game? Where was there a lot of talk? Oh, they're ecstatic. <laughs> everybody's happy. Everybody's isn't it beautiful? They I, needed, I they tell needed you, that. I tell you what, Callie. Yeah. When Monday comes around, when we lose, I don't want to watch TV. I don't want to hear the radio. <laughs> and now, the first, first time in a while, I, I couldn't wait to turn on ESPN and. I see my buddy Skip probably talk about our Cowboys. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of negative aspect to our Cowboy play lately. And it's been driving Cowboy fans crazy. Last week it was that fourth down and two, how we should have went for it. And, uh, you know, it, it seems right now if if we could just grasp on to what we did yesterday and have it translate to this coming week against the Washington Redskins, I think we could be a damn good team in this division. That's the thing. Is this it's going to – is what we've got to look forward to moving forward or – was this just another win at home? Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Because I couldn't get enough of how we won that one game, and then we turn around and lose that other game the, the next week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not this is not what how we get there. This is what we've been used to seeing an eight and eight season, a a nine. You know, it's it's always like a right there above 500 or 500 and that's not going to get us that's not going to get us anywhere so uh i think this was a nice wake up it seemed to me like this was uh first year of dak playing again this is the way he was playing his first year and uh, i hope it continues i do too i hope they um go back to the smaller playbook for him and let him do more of what he's comfortable with and build on that um, and quit trying to force 
the whole open playbook on him, which he's not comfortable with. We brought not up, yet. We brought up with uh, Barry about uh, our new kid on the block, and that's Leighton Van Der Esch. What a player he is. Him and Jalen Smith. Uh, Leighton had 11 tackles. Jalen Smith had nine tackles. Uh, the presence of David Irving closing in on the pocket with uh, uh, Randy Gregory, too. I mean, our our defense right now is looking solid, really solid. Oh, I, yeah. Having having all of the players on defense that we, that we have been missing, we finally had them all there and were able to rotate them in and out. And that, I think, makes a world of difference. The penalty, um, the penalties were down. We we weren't getting a the yellow cloth thrown at us. Uh, I think overall mm-hmm. our offensive line played an outstanding game. They played an outstanding game for the last three weeks. Now I've seen nothing but improvement every week. And the last three weeks, I thought they were solid. And Collins going to the tackle spot, he stifled their defensive tackle that was supposed to be all world, and uh, he was making them look like a little kid. He was. They're, they just made them fall apart. Um, they went in circles around them. And yep. they, they didn't know what to expect, when to expect it. You know, was it going to be Dak running? Was it going to be Zeke a, running? A, yeah. Zeke running or a pass to Zeke or a pass to Beasley or yeah. a pass to Tavon Austin? Or how about my man, Rico Gathers there? He got involved there. Yeah, he even got one. He got a couple, actually. I'm glad to see him involved in it. I am glad to see him being used more and more. Exactly, exactly. Do Do you buy into our receivers that are supposed to be just just you know half and half type of uh, type of uh wideouts or do you blame a lot of the balls not getting to these guys now I seen the balls that were thrown this week and they were a lot better balls that were crisp right there at these guys to where they can make a play on it in the past I, I'm telling you I don't know what's gotten into Dak but he he looked he looked damn good this week Colleen I mean he looked like a a different type of QB. He seemed more confident exactly. in throwing that for sure. Exactly. A lot more confident. Do you think he hasn't been? Do you think this coming game with the Washington Redskins, what what mm-hmm. does Dak have to do? Is he gonna have to do the same thing again? Start running, loosening up this defense, or or what 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 can we expect out of Dak this week? I think you're going to see him running more. Um, I think we'll see a lot more of that. I'm a little concerned with his passing. Um, he's really less confident with his throws on the road than he seems to be um, at home. Um, and I'm not sure what that, why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm hoping to see. Uh, Another, I'm hoping to see a real good game. I'm not expecting to see a blowout. No, not at all. I agree. I agree. What Do you think it's going to be a low-scoring affair? 
not real low scoring, but a, a normal kind of scoring, like right. 20s and, you know. I swear, Colleen, I thought for sure this last one was going to be a 17-16 type of game or a 16 to you, the 11 game. It was. I thought this was going to be you and a me low both. scoring. Yeah, yeah. A 40 you spot. And me both. Are you kidding me? Nobody could have predicted. Nobody could have predicted this game. Well, I tell you what, it's great to have you on, Colleen. You're a big-time Cowboy fan. I hope everything is going well for you. Uh, how's the, how's the site? How's the, everything going with you, your group and you personally? Everything's going good for me, and the group is growing and uh, continues to do well. God bless. Well, we love you on the show, Colleen, and uh season's still new, and we'll get you back on and uh, – Talk about all these wins that we're going to be putting up, and hopefully we can make an NFC East run at this. I'm telling you, it's wide open. You're looking at uh, teams right now that are really hurting for a W, and uh, it seemed like we could be trending upward here in the NFC East. So let's uh, let's keep it let's keep it going. We can do this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Colleen. We'll see you next time. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, my friends, that's our uh, show for this week. I didn't have Steve-O. I, you know what? I didn't have Steve-O. I didn't have Rodney, but we went along with uh, Colleen, and we went along with uh, Barry, and these uh, these folks are great. They're big-time Cowboy fans, and like like I said before, this is a fan-based show, and uh, yeah, I, I, I get a... I got this one guy that left a couple stars said, you know what, they, they know nothing about the Cowboys. No, You know what, it's a fan base show. Get off our ass. You know what, this is what it's all about. I love Colleen's group of women that just love the Cowboys. I love Barry's people too and uh, our Cowboys podcast. You know what, folks, thank you so much for being a part of it. And, again, like I said, if you guys could come up with something too, I think uh, with Barry's group and my group here, we'll combine it and we'll get a winner for this uh, Leighton Vander Esch jersey. Number 55, signed. How about that? We're the only podcast show out there that's a cowboy show that gives out stuff. How's that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we are so we don't know anything, but we sure know how to get people happy by giving them jerseys. So in any case, from Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney, they'll be here for Thursday's show. We'll see you guys, and hopefully we'll talk some big-time winners for you for this coming Sunday. Take care, my friends. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets.